so my mind is at its best <laughs> and I'm able to, you know, um, teach or preach and declare God's word. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Jesus, for this opportunity, Lord Jesus, to come to the sanctuary amongst your people. We know, Lord God, that the blessings are commanded in Zion. When we gather together in your name, you are here in the midst of us. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you will open up our understanding to understand your scriptures so that we may appropriate your teachings, that we may do, be not only hearers of your word, but be doers of your word so we may have relationship with you, Lord God, and please you by faith. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Praise God. We are entering into our, um, our holiday season. You know, we have Thanksgiving and then we have Christmas. And at this time, many families are traveling, you know, to see um, members of their families in different states like New York, New Jersey, Jamaica, Canada. People are traveling all over the world to um, visit their families. So let's pray for them and their traveling mercies. Today I want to speak about a topic that we can never exhaust, I believe. We can never. If you ask any Christian, any believer in Jesus Christ, what is the one area that you think that you can improve in? What's the answer you think it is? See, prayer. Everybody under heaven has a desire to learn to pray. You notice that in the Bible, in scriptures, Jesus never taught his students, the disciples, how to preach. Never taught them how to sing. But he did teach them how to pray. Because one day his disciples, they got smart. And they watched how our Lord, God in the flesh, how he would leave every morning and, and he would do these activities. He would spend plenty of time in prayer and seconds and minutes in ministry, deliverance. When he, when he said something, things would happen. But he spent most of his time in prayer. And one day they, they noticed this and he said, Lord, John taught his, taught his disciples how to pray. Teach us to pray. That was a wonderful request. And for myself, and I know for you, I have the same desire. Lord, teach me how to pray. What does that mean? We're saying teach me to speak to you according to your will where we get results. Sometimes we get discouraged in prayer because we don't see any results. And I'm not saying that we always get what we ask for. But when we pray, a lot of times God will change our hearts. And he will allow us to know his revealed will. And we'll even change our request in prayer. And then get what we need. Amen? Isn't that true? Sometimes you find yourself praying for the same thing for weeks. And then one day you go to that same spot to pray for the same thing. But something changes. Your heart, you say, Lord, let your will be done. In this situation, whatever happens, Lord God, I'm pleased with it because I trust you and your way is perfect. That's what happens in prayer. It doesn't change God, but it changes us. So this morning, I want to speak on effective 
prayer. Effective prayer. If you have a Bible, I want to encourage you to take it out this morning because it's a Sunday school. I'm not, gonna, I'm not preaching. We're going through scriptures this morning. We're going to read scriptures and, and digest the word of God. A lot of scriptures. No preaching, no yelling. I'm not going to run around. <laughs> We're going to teach this morning. And I pray God will help me to communicate the word of God accurately and clearly. I'm going to touch on seven basic conditions for answered prayer. If you notice, every religion in this world, Muslim, um, Christian, us, right? Every religion, one thing that we have in common is prayer. Our doctrine is different. The God that we worship is different. I'm hearing this new teaching that the God of the Muslims and the God of the Christians are the same. It's not true. Do not fall for that lie. We serve the God of heaven and earth who has revealed his saving name, Jesus the Christ. He is not Allah. He is not a God, a foreign God that we cannot know. But he has revealed himself. He has come in the flesh so we may touch him, they said, and, and behold his glory. And he has given us a name above every name. That has been named. That the name of Jesus Christ, every knee shall bow. Praise God. And that's the truth. That's the God that we serve. So every religion is seeking answers from a, from a sovereign God. And most religions don't get any answers. If you, if you study most religions, they have to work more for God, their gods, than, than God worked for them. <laughs> But in Christianity, in the true faith, we have a God that answers. And I'm saying this because you can use this to witness to people. When we testify, we're telling the world that when we were in trouble, we called on the name of Jesus and he answered by fire. He answered our prayers. Not generally, but he answered our prayers in detail. How many of you could, could, could say that in your life? That Jesus Christ had, has answered your prayer in details. You could document it. And God will answer every line that you have made. Because he's, because he's God. He's a living God. Amen. And, and, and we should be excited to know that we're serving a God that doesn't need anything from us. All he requires is praise and worship and faithfulness. And he will answer before you even ask. Before you make a request, the, the thoughts in your mind, he will answer. In the name of Jesus. I'm so excited this morning to know that we have a God that answers prayers. Hallelujah. So here's point one. Point one that I want to emphasize is that it's... It's God's willingness to answer prayers. Sometimes we feel like God is an old man in heaven with a long white beard, right? And he's angry and he's just sick of us. And he only answers some prayers that, that, that he feels fit to answer. And he's upset. But that's not how God is. When we search the scriptures, 
we, we, we begin to know and see God's character. And I want to point this out in Proverbs chapter 15, verse 8. Here's the first, the first scripture. I'm not sure if it's, if it's, if it's on, on the screen or not, but um, if not, open your Bibles or, or your phone. There it is on the screen. Perfect. It says this, King James. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord. The wicked mean the unsaved, the unbelieving. That's not you. Do not put yourself in that category. Or, amen? But the prayer of the upright is his delight. What is the upright? Those that are saved. Those that are pleasing to God. Those that are walking by faith. By the spirit of God. If you're here this morning, if you're a first time visitor, by the way, and you're here this morning and you have not received or um, obeyed the gospel of, of Jesus Christ, you can today. You're not here by your own intelligence or your own, your own desire, but God has drawn you here so that you could be transferred from the kingdom of darkness into his marvelous light, into his kingdom, and you could be upright this morning. It says the prayer of the upright is his delight. When the saints pray, he is delighted. He's excited. Delight means to be, to be overly excited. He's happy. God is happy. He said, thank you for praying. Thank you for talking to me. Prayer is talking to God. Thank you for acknowledging me. God is delighted when our prayers go up to heaven before his throne. He's saying, my daughter, my son, they're reaching out to me. They, they, they have faith and believe that if I hear their prayers, I will answer them because I love them. Do you know this morning that God loves you? Do you know that? Not the way men love. Conditional love. But God loved you before you were manifested in the earth. Before the foundation of the world. He knew you and knew me and has ordained us this day and has loved us and has chosen us to be in the beloved. He loved us so much we're called the beloved of God. Amen? God loves you. So when we pray to him, it's a delight to him. He's, he's, he's pleased with our prayers because he has made us upright. By his spirit. Amen. In the Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 14. I'm speaking of God's willingness to answer our prayer. It says, oh, my dove. In this, in this um, book, we have a bridegroom and a bride. The bridegroom is Jesus. And the bride is the church. So we see a dialogue between the bridegroom and the bride. And it's an illustration of God and his church, me and you. So it's a love story. And they're speaking words together. And now in this verse, the bridegroom is speaking about us, the dove. We are the dove. It says, oh, my dove, that's what God calls us, that are in the clefts of the rock. In the secret places of the stairs, let, let me see thy countenance. Let me hear thy voice. 
For sweet is thy voice, and thy and thou countenance is calmly. Praise the Lord. Beautiful. You see, doves, it's so important to, to, to know what, what, what a dove is. A dove and, 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 and how doves function. Doves are beautiful birds. And their feathers are silver and gold, the color. And that represents the conversion of the believer. Silver, redemption, gold is God's nature. God is, he's brilliant. He made creation and uses his creation to illustrate stories and, and, and relationship. So the dove now represents us, redeemed by God, filled with the Holy Ghost, his nature inside of us. And when storms come in, in a dove's atmosphere, storm, the dove will find refuge in the cleft of a rock, in the mountainside, in a hole where the wind can't touch it and the rain won't beat on it. In the shadow, in the cleft of the rock, the dove will find refuge. And the rock represents the rock of ages, Jesus Christ. He calls the cleft, the shadow where, where the dove hides from the storm, the secret place. Hmm, that's deep. Because Psalms 91 speaks about he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So we come to find out in these two scriptures together that, that the secret place is not really a, a location, but it's a person. The secret place where the saints find refuge in storms and comfort and protection is in Jesus Christ himself. The world can't find this place because they don't know him. They have rejected him. But we, the ones that have come to know our Lord and believe in him, we know that secret place. When there's chaos in the world, because we all go through the same trials, we don't run to Twitter. We don't run to Facebook for comfort, YouTube, to doctors. But we run and we hide ourselves and find comfort and, and, and protection in the cleft of the rock, in the rock of ages, in Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That's where we find our protection. That's where we find our answers for life. Life is not easy. We need to pray to him because, because we're always seeking answers. We're always seeking inside of our minds, our hearts. We're always seeking answers for life, how to raise our children. We have questions of why. We have questions of how, who, what, where, when. And God says to us today, pray to me. I am willing to hear your prayer. I am willing to answer your prayer. When you feel overwhelmed, lead me where? To the rock, the cleft of the rock that is higher than I. And I will find comfort for my soul in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. He says, let me hear thy voice in the same verse. 14. He wants to hear your voice this morning. He wants to hear your voice when we call for the altar call. Don't sit back and draw your soul away today. If you're here in the sanctuary of God, in the congregation of the Most High, use this time. Use it wisely. Take heed how you hear this morning. And when that prickling in your soul comes and God is drawing you to the rock, to himself, come. Come to the altar. 
And he's saying to you today, this morning, let me hear thy voice. Jesus, hallelujah, for sweet is thy voice. Oh, Lord, my salvation. He is communication to the lover of our soul. Hallelujah. God, we love you, Jesus. We appreciate you, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. You love us so much. We are your dove. You are our refuge, relationship. You are the bridegroom. We are the bride, the precious bride of Jesus. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. He is willing to hear your prayer this morning. He is willing to meet the need of his people. That's what God is saying this morning. Praise God. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. There are seven basic conditions of answered prayers. Number one, praying in the name of who? Who? Jesus. Praying in his name. Praying alone will not help you. We don't have faith in prayer. The religious world has faith in prayer and religious acts. But we have relationship with the living God. And we have faith in his name. We have faith in his character and his power. So that's why he gives us the power of authority in his name. Sign the check in my name. Guaranteed on results. Guaranteed that you will get what you asked for. Will be prayed in his name. John 14, verses 13 through 14. Let's turn there or the screen. Man, time is going by so fast. Jesus, we love you, Lord. It says, and whatsoever ye shall ask in what? In my name. That will I do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. You see, he came in the body. He came in the flesh. Because we have lost access to God. We, we as Gentiles weren't able to go through, the, go, through, go through the tabernacle and receive answered prayers and salvation. But now that God has tabernacled himself, God amongst men, right? God in the flesh. He came down and his blood now has given us access to him. That's in the book of Hebrews. The blood of Jesus has given us access to him. So now we're able to come to him in, his, in that name, in that relationship of redemption, Jesus, the Messiah. And now we're able to access God because God was in Christ, in the body, reconciling us unto himself. Amen? So now through that relationship as Jesus, the Christ, God, our salvation, we come in that name because we recognize the death, the burial, and resurrection of God, of Jesus. He has paid the price. So that's why it's important for us to tell the world this. Don't run from them. Don't, don't, you're Muslim, oh, no, 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 I can't talk to you. No, they want God. There's one God. And they're seeking for that one God. So we tell them these things. We, we, we plant the seed. We tell them that the God that you're looking for has come and given us access to him now. That when we pray in his name, we receive results. He says, that will I do. 
Hallelujah. Nothing else. In Romans 8.32, I'm going to emphasize this now. In Romans, Philippians, and Corinthians, it says, Romans 8.32, He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for, all, for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Now that God has paid the price for us in the body of Jesus, he is, he is God, right? We understand that. Now, in that relationship, in redemption, through redemption, we are now able to receive all things freely. You see how it works? How important this is? Do you see how important the gospel is? Why it's the good news? Because we were, we were far off. We couldn't receive freely. We couldn't afford the things God had to offer. We were sinners. We were, we were against God, enemies to God. But now, through the blood of Jesus Christ, all things now are given freely to us. All things. All things. Healing, peace, joy, righteousness. Praise the Lord. Grace and mercy is given to us now through Jesus. That's why we can't sit in church and be quiet whenever we're praised. We've got to get up, start moving, saying, God, you are worthy. What a great salvation we have in him. Great salvation. Awesome. Praise the Lord. Philippians 4.19. But my God, personal, shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory. How? By Christ Jesus. What he did in the body. That's how. Praise God. This is amazing. 2 Corinthians 1.20, for all the promises of God, in him, in who? God, Jesus, are yea, and in him so be it. Amen. Unto the glory of God by us. His glory by us, but we praise him for what he has done. When we say, God, you cannot lie. I came in the blood. And now I've received forgiveness of sins. I've received the kingdom of God in my heart, the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. See, tongues let us know it's a sign that we have received the spirit of God. It's a sign that we have received the culture, the kingdom. How do we know where we're from? It's not that we wear America, you know, on our hats or our shirt or Jamaica on our hats or shirt or you know, Brazil, but usually people know where you're from by what? Your language, how you speak, right? Your accent. Oh, you're Jamaican. Oh, you're from Africa. You're from Ireland or whatever, you know, England. So now when, when we receive the kingdom, the spirit of God in our hearts, what do we get first? The language, how to communicate. It says, he that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men, but who? Unto God. Unto the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Because now we can communicate in the kingdom of God. And that comes freely to us by, by what? Jesus. The blood, redemption. Relationship with God. That's what we have this morning. In Jesus' name. Praise God. The next condition for answered prayer is that when we come to God, we come to him first. 
with praise and thanksgiving. First and foremost, Psalms 100 and, and verse 4 says this. We all know it. Enter into his gates with what? Thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless what? His name. If you're going to God for prayer for healing or, or any circumstance that's negative, we don't rush into his throne room complaining and asking. He's God. Not only is, our, is he our father, but there's order in the kingdom of God. So we come and we praise him for what we know. And we thank him for what we have and what we know. So we enter into his gates. What's a, what is a gate? A gate gives you access, right? We have gates for our backyards, maybe our front, our front yard, right? So before someone could access the next level into our house, our property, they must go through the gate. Get access. So we have access by how? By, by what? The blood. The blood allows us to even approach God's house, his presence. But the key to unlock the gate, to get into the place where he hears us and sees us, is praise and thanksgiving. That is a key, people of God. If you want to ever access God's presence, begin to praise him and thank him. It's not really for God, honestly. It's for us. Because it's very hard for us to have communion with God with a troubled heart. See, the heart of man is the communication point to God. Because the heart of man is a spirit of man. That's the heart. When the Bible speaks about the heart, it speaks about the spirit, not the organ that's pumping blood. But it's a spirit of man. The seat of our emotions, the seat, the, the, the capital of our being, who we really are, is our heart and our spirit. And spirit to spirit. So with a troubled spirit, it's very hard for us to contact God. He's there and he's ready. But we can't get access to him when we're down and we're troubled. That's why we sit down before we even start to speak to God. And I know it's hard in these days with so much distractions, but do it. Try Do it. Sit down first and ease your heart. Sometimes we play music, right, because music is able to soothe you. Soothe yourself first. Begin to thank, thank you, Lord. I praise your name, Jesus. Oh, God, I'm, I'm in pain, but you are worthy. You are worthy. And for me, what I do, I, I recall the things that I've been through that could have killed me. <laughs> And how God's mighty hand snatched me out. Immediately, I speak in tongues. If I do it right now, shut you guys out and stand here, start thinking about God and thinking about where, where, you know, where I've been and how he saved me, immediately, I'll begin to speak in tongues. It just happens. I can't, I can't help it. And I feel the joy of the Lord, which is my strength. Then we could pray. Because now we have access. Now we're in the courts of God. In his presence. Now we can say, Lord, I meet my need. I need this. I need that. 
And you'll find sometimes that after you praise and thank him, you'll leave. You won't even ask for what you came to ask for. You'll say, okay, I'm done. God, you are worthy. You will leave. And the same thing that you rush that spot to pray about will be answered. He said, before you ask, I will answer you. These are the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Praise and thanksgiving is the key. Praise the Lord. Isaiah 60 verse 18 says, violence shall no more be heard in thy land. Wasting nor destruction within thy borders, but thou shalt call thy walls salvation, and thy what? Gates praise. See the principle? The gate of God to enter into his presence is praise. I have five minutes, and I'm so far. Praise the Lord. To enter into, into God's presence is praise. Praise. Hallelujah, Jesus. You are worthy. Oh, God, I love you. I appreciate you, Jesus. Your name, Lord, is above every name, Lord God. I remember, God, this I recall to my mind, that if it wasn't for the Lord's mercies, I would have been consumed. You enter into his presence, into his courts. Praise the Lord. Philippians 4, 6, be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. Thanksgiving and praise. How many of you here want, want answered prayers? Yeah, of course. So I'm giving it to you by the word. This is his revealed will. This is not my words. It's his words. We're going to see answers to our prayers more when we follow his teaching. Remember, Lord, teach me to pray. Not preach, not sing, not evangelize. Teach me to pray. Because if, if I could access you, I'll receive all I need to be effective in the earth. That's the truth. When we pray to receive answers and to be effective, we must do it without condemnation. Which equals coming into his presence boldly. This is one thing that we fight a lot. Condemnation. And that's the, one of the main reasons why believers today, apostolic faith believers, by the way, don't receive what we ask for at that time. Because we don't come to him boldly. It doesn't mean with no respect, I'm come to God and start talking. No, boldly means I'm coming knowing that he hears me. Knowing that I'm forgiven of my sins. I'm washed in the blood. That is not by power or my might, but by his spirit. That we have relationship. Amen? So we come to him that way boldly. In Psalm 66, 18, it says, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Now, today that means for us, regarding, re regarding iniquity is remembering old sins and guilt and shame. How many times do we go over in our minds the things that we, we, um, did in the past. Sometimes they're intrusive thoughts. They just come to you. And have you noticed that when you go to pray, that's when it really hits you? You start thinking unimaginable things. You're like, why, why am I thinking this foolishness? Because those are the fiery darts of the enemy. He is the accuser of the bedroom. And we cannot come to God 
with condemnation. Not after he paid the ultimate price. Not after he shed his blood on the cross. No man took his life. He laid down his life for us. And he came back alive again. He came back up off the grave by his spirit for you and me. And now we have, a, we, we have the audacity to come to him in condemnation? No. He says, if you confess, I am faithful to forgive you. That's not a, a what they call a license to sin. Of course not. You don't want to continue in sin. God forbid. But it means when you fall and you really like, uh, come to him and Lord, forgive me. And when you ask for forgiveness, believe by faith, not by feelings, that you're forgiven. And then you're able not to pray because now you feel like God is hearing you. That's how we are. When, we, when we're guilty, we say, God is not hearing me. Oh, God did this. I did. I'm filthy and, and vile. And True. Good confession. But God says if you confess and you ask for forgiveness, that he will forgive us. You're forgiven. And now we can pray and come to his throne of what? His throne of grace. That's what it's called, the throne of grace. That's his throne. And we can find grace and what? Help in a time of need. That's what God wants. We come to him, Lord, I know I'm forgiven. I'm sorry. I need your grace to teach me to deny ungodliness and worldly things. And I know, God, because I'm forgiven, you hear me, Lord. I am your child and you love me. And I know I have the strength to overcome. Forgive me, Lord. And you begin to pray and thank him and praise him. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you, Lord God, for your blood. I praise you that your, your mercies endureth forever. That's how we approach the throne of grace. And we know he hears us now. Don't let the enemy come with the fiery darts. You did this, you did that. What do we use against those things? What do we use? The shield of what? Faith. How do we receive grace? Through faith. God will give you the grace to pray, the grace to serve him and, and do what you need to do to do ministry. If we receive it by faith, not feelings. Faith. Faith. I have to close. I'm so sorry. I have to close. Can you please stand? Praise God. We're going to close now. Jesus. I have some more. You know, I thought when I, when I did this that it was too short. And it's actually, it was too long. But also, we must have right motives. And the motive is God's glory when we pray, not for our own needs. Not to spend on our, on our own needs, but for God's glory. Also, right relationships. We must forgive each other. God says, if you don't forgive, I can't forgive you. And when the rapture comes, and we're if we're still here, that could be one of the reasons why we're still here and didn't make it. Because we, we failed to forgive. We, 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 we failed to cancel the little debt that we feel people owe us. That's what it is. When God canceled the great debt. That we couldn't pay. Okay? Also, our prayers must be directed by the spirit of Christ. And he will do it if you ask him to. Real quick, I'm sorry. 
and, of course, according to God's word. Amen. So let's pray now, and we are going to transition into our next service. Um, If you want to pray in the front, you can. We could pray for you before our next service, if if, if need be. Um, If you want to stay in your seat, you could pray in your seat. But let's pray. Let's pray. Let's come to God and thank him. Let's enter to his gates right now. You ready? You ready? Let's do it, children. Let's do it. Heavenly Father, we love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, God, for this great salvation. We thank you, Jesus Christ, that we know that you love us. We are your dove, the beloved, Lord Jesus. And you love our, the, the sound of our voice. It's pleasing to you, Lord. You love us so much, Lord. We thank you, God, that you have brought us here today in this great congregation on this Sunday morning to have fellowship with you and with our brothers and sisters. This morning, God, we pray and we thank you, God, that you're meeting needs this morning. We thank you, Lord God, that we are forgiven of our sins and that we're able now, God, to come to the throne of grace boldly and receive grace and help today in this time of need. Answer, Lord God, answer your people as we pray in your name. Answer them this morning for those, Lord Jesus, that need your spirit, that are crying out for your spirit. Let today be the day where they're filled with the spirit of God in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for healing in our bodies. We thank you, Lord God, for miracles in our lives, for your provision in the name of Jesus Christ. And we bind that spirit of fear and we loose the spirit of faith. The spirit of Christ in this sanctuary, in the name of Jesus. Let your will be done in Zion. Let your will be done in Zion. Bless our pastor today as he preached the word of faith, the word of truth. Bless, Lord God, the ministers of music as they usher usher us in to your presence. Lord God, move us, quicken us, Lord. Not to just sit down, but to worship you, God. With jubilant praise, because you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and you are worthy to be praised in the name of who? Jesus. Say his name, saints. Jesus. We worship you, God. It's all about you, Lord, for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Greet your neighbor. Um, if you want to pray in the front, we have 10 minutes. We could pray in the front, intercede for our city, intercede for your family, for the service, for the um, newcomers today. Let's pray. And God is good. Amen.